Welcome everybody to the Bush and Me Show. I am your host, Jermon Bushrod, aka Bush, and to my left is my tall, bald-headed, blue-eyed co-host, Mr. Ryan Meehan, aka me. My dog. We're here live at Grails in Miami. Yes, we are, man. This is vibe out here. A nice vibe, a sports bar. But you got your music playing. I see some games over there. We got basketball just to paint the picture for you guys. I'll, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was literally about to say, let me paint a picture here for you. Paint it, big dog. We are under some nice, beautiful cafe lights. They have greenery out here, trees. You got checkers over here to our right. All kind of outside games, man. You got to love this place. You got beautiful murals all over the walls, the colors. You just come in here. You just want to hang out and stay a while. It's a great vibe. Speaking of murals, the one behind us. Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy Garoppolo, Super Bowl 54, beautiful mural. Up in the right-hand corner, couldn't help but notice, Kobe Bryant they put in there, looking down. Going to go somber on you for a moment. We haven't been on the air since the tragedy happened on Sunday. Kobe, Gianna, Bryant, and the seven other victims that were in that helicopter uh, accident in Calabasas. Our heartfelt condolences go out to everyone involved, um, all the families. It's just terribly sad event brings you to think um, every day in life. We all leave our house, right? Yes, we do. But when do you know is that going to be the last time? When are you not going to come back? Like, That's just scary to think about. You never know. So the little things in life that always seem so big in that moment, the argument over who's taking the trash out, you know, where are my shoes? I know you touched them. Where'd you Like, let it go. Who left the toilet seat up? Who left the toilet seat up? It's a big one. So Ellen, I feel like Ellen said it best. I watched a lot of videos out there. I cried a lot. I didn't know Kobe. But you felt connected to him. We watched him. You grew up. Like, you grew up watching him. It's like you kind of, you've seen when he came into the league. You've seen when he won his first championship, second, third, fourth, his fifth. Just the tenacity that he played with every single night, night in and night out. He he took that same tenacity. And I guess that's why you call it the Mamba mentality. Yep. And, and he's he just, that's what he did every single day. He found a way to get better every single day, man. You got to love what he, uh, the legacy that he built that he left behind. So he made us feel that connection to him. So we all felt a sense of loss during that. And it makes you just think about life and how fragile it is, like we said. But I said, Ellen, I think Ellen said it best. We don't need a birthday to celebrate life. If you haven't told somebody you love them, tell them now. Yeah, it's a perfect time, man. It's a perfect time. You got to cherish those ones who are around you, uh, your family, your friends, and the people that uh, that mean something important to you. And you got to live every day to the fullest. Which it looks like all these people out here are. They're all out tonight on a Thursday night in Miami joining us. And we're trying to live life to the fullest as well. We're out here with you guys. We got drinks. We got drinks going. Some great food out here. We got some hookah. So, yeah, I appreciate you guys coming out to see us. It's good to see some people around here, especially around uh, the Super Bowl time. We appreciate that. So we're Bush and me. One of us played 12 years in the NFL. Super Bowl champion two-time pro bowler and one of us went on wall street can you guess which one that is i don't know can you hmm. i don't have a ring <laughs> no you don't but i look it's been it's been a few years i'm lying okay so you know i was back in new orleans uh when drew Brees broke that last record that was the last time i'm sorry it was a 10-year anniversary correct we were there for that uh that was the last time i broke the ring out it's been years so of course the super bowl week and uh i'm not playing anymore the Super Bowl was here 10 years ago. I had to break it out, right? I love it. It glistens. It glistens in the light. Glistens. You like that? I like it. It's some good light, too, for this ring. I wish you guys could see it. <laughs> Come on by. Stop by. We'll show it to you. Yes, you will. $5 for pictures. 
Just kidding. So we're Bush and Me. You can follow us at Bush and Me. What platforms can they follow us on? YouTube, Bush? YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Count them. IG. Yep. Uh, several podcast platforms. Yep. Check us out, man. Hit the follow button. It's really not that hard. I bet you... Uh, you have you. your phone out. This lady has her phone out right now. You can take it out. You can follow us at, at Bush and at Me Bush Show. And me. me with two E's. There you go. Me with two E's, yes. There you go. Why you got your phone out? So, Bush, you played 12 years in the NFL. I did. I did. Started in New Orleans. Six years there. Yep. Then you went to Chicago. For three. For three to play with the Bears. Came to Miami for two. And then wrapped it up last year one last time in New Orleans. Yeah, it was, it was a good run. Th- so those two years in Miami, tell us about them. Besides the weather, the weather's great. Can I? I mean, look, it's uh, it's late in late in January. It's about seventy three tonight. It's beautiful. Nice cool breeze, no humidity. This is the perfect time to be in South Florida, if you ask me. Um, I enjoy playing for the Dolphins. I enjoyed being down in Miami. I mean, I loved it so much. Me and my old lady, we bought ourselves a little house down here, and uh, I, I like it. I like it. I'm enjoying it. Um, as far hey. as my playing time here, man, you know, I was I was a part of the Adam Gates regime. So when Adam Gase got his opportunity to uh, be a head coach, he brought me in from Chicago. And, man, I was uh, appreciative of the opportunity because I was going into my 10th year um, with that. We started out pretty slow in 2016, 1-4. We were getting our asses kicked pretty good. And um, Coach Gase sent a message to the rest of the team. He cut three draft picks on the offensive line. And that is uh, not what you want to see. So that right there, it sent a message. They sent a message to us, but we turned our season around. We ended up going 10-6. and six. We made the playoffs that year, and we had some hype. We had some hype around us. The fans started to show because at first, you know, it was, uh, you know, we might get two-thirds of the way full, three-fourths, but at the end of the season, man, we were packing Hard Rock Stadium. It was a dope scene. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, man. I really did enjoy it. Uh, I wish we could have won more games, maybe won a championship, but it is what it is, and I ended up finishing my career out in New Orleans. So 10 years prior to that, you played arguably the biggest game of your career here in Miami. Super Bowl 44. Super Bowl 44. It's 10 years ago. You guys remember it. Yeah. Colts, Saints. Drew, Peyton. A classic game. It really was. Tell all the fans out here about the game, but not just the game, the week leading up to it. The week leading up to it, man, you you have to, you you really got to take that game and don't make it bigger than what it really is. You know, at the end of the day, it's another game. Uh, you have to take that mindset when you are thinking that way. It is another game. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it has to be the same. You don't want to put any added pressure on yourself. Just because it's the Super Bowl, uh, the the festivities and all the hoopla and the hype, that's for everybody else. That's for the people that are sitting here. That's for your family. That's for your friends. That's for just uh, the general population to come out here and maybe run into some celebrities, go to some parties, um, Maybe have an opportunity to see some of the players that didn't get that weren't in the Super Bowl come down here and host different events. So, uh, yeah, you just got to stay focused, man. You got to stay focused. Stay focused, and you guys did stay focused. You went on to win the game, bring the trophy home. But it sounds like you learned the hard way not to get into the hoopla. What happened on Media Day? Oh, you talking about before Media Day? What happened? Well, I want to know what happened before that led up to the lateness. Well, it was it was 10 years ago. It was my first time in Miami. I've never been to Miami. So, yeah, I said you had to focus on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I didn't say anything about Monday and Tuesday. Because <laughs> you learned Monday and Tuesday. We got, there on, we got on. there on Monday and Tuesday. Reggie Bush decided he wanted to take uh, most of the offense and some of the defensive players out to one of these prime restaurants down here in South Beach. And uh, I guess things got a little carried away. 
I had two foot, three foot bottles of champagne. I'd never seen that before. So I was just in a different kind of element. And um, we ended up going to the club after we ate. We ate great. We went to Club Bed. And uh, we had a good time in Club Bed. I don't think Club Bed's open anymore. Should've if went, not, you should have went to bed. Yeah, I did go to bed. I went to bed around 6 or 6.30 in the morning in the same clothes I went out in the club in, but it is what it is. <laughs> and speaking of media day. It happened day, to all of us. So media day. So let's, uh, let's fast forward to the next day, right? So media day, the bus left at 9.30, and I missed the bus. Ow. Like crisscross. Like crisscross. Like Chris <laughs> I missed the bus. And uh, I don't think I woke up till about 10 o'clock. I woke up in a, in a panic, probably in a sweat. Uh, I had, like I said, I had the same clothes on, smelling like uh, South Beach. And, um, you know, shout out to Reebok, because Reebok back then, man, they would just give us, you know, these little swag bags, man. We'd come into the room, and every day we'd have a, you know, just a gift waiting for us. And I had um, some clothes in there, some shoes in there. I threw on the first thing I could. Uh, I ran out. You know, I'm panicking. I'm probably sweating. I'm a sweater anyway. You know that. And, um... The first person of authority I saw was a female officer. And I said, ma'am, I need your help. So you smelled like alcohol, you had free clothes on, and you ran in up to a cop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why we pay taxes. <laughs> I mean, I need your help. Please get me to Sun Life Stadium. She said, I'll get you to Sun Life Stadium. I don't know. I'm not going to turn the lights on for you, but we're going to get to Sun Life Stadium. I got to Sun Life Stadium, and uh, I maneuvered my way into the stadium and you know you, you know about the walk of shame you know especially in college you know you see oh you me see, oh i know not that. you but <laughs> you might see uh some person with you know their clothes from last night in their hand kind of getting back to their room i did the walk of shame in front of the head coach the assistant coaches and the rest of the team i think they had a nice big round of applause for me uh, it wasn't just me it was some other guys too i'm not gonna call them out their name because that's not who i am that's not what i do but, uh, yeah, I got off to a little bit of a rocky start, but it was an off day, so Sean couldn't find me, so I saved $20,000 there, so it's all there good. There you go. There you go. It's a win-win. And Officer Nice Lady, if you're out there, thank you for getting him there so he can make the picture so he can show his kids that he was on the team. I know. Like, what if, Thank you. What if, what, if we, what if I never was in the picture? Like, <laughs> that would have sucked. Like, uh, <laughs> I, 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 hope, I, I hope that night out was worth it. I swear I played. <laughs> I did. I really did. <laughs> I really did play. Look at me with my helmet on. Um, but yeah, man, wherever you are, ma'am, uh, I owe you. I owe you a gift. That was 10 years ago. So like, uh, you know, that, that gift has gained some interest. So if you do find me, I, I'm, I'm going to take care of you. I'm definitely going to look out for you. As you should. So we're back here in Miami, Super Bowl 54, first time since 10 years ago that it's been in this city. Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers. Now, I'm going to release this to some people. You could have been playing in this game. Oh, yeah. We've been talking about I forgot, this. I forgot about A little background that. information. We've been talking about this podcast, starting this podcast, a good six, seven years now. Yeah. And the past three years, I've been going, oh, this is the year we're going to be able to start. He's going to retire. Oh, this is it. And then he would go back another year. And then he would go back another year. God willing, I mean, it was great. I got the itch. I had to keep going. Two years ago, I went to his last game ever in Miami, <laughs> which was not his last he game. He put up quotations. <laughs> Those were air quotes. <laughs> yes, air quotes. Um, so finally, in August, he retired. And I get the call, and he's like, let's try this thing out. Week two in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium. We were pretty bad. We're a lot better now. So we threw on some microphones, and we started talking. And we said, oh, my God. It wasn't organized. We didn't really have a plan. The good parts were really good, though. We're like, we kind of mesh well together. We just need some structure. Absolutely. So 
We went from there, right? We took the good and kicked out the bad. We said, and cut. I'm like, ooh, that was pretty good, man. We're about to start this podcast journey together. It's Bush and it's me. Yeah. And he grabs his phone and he checks his missed calls, text messages. And I'll be damned if John Lynch wasn't on there. Yeah, John Lynch. They needed a left tackle. He hit me up in the third quarter. John, uh, Joe Staley, man, shout out to Joe Staley, class of 07, man. He's still holding it down. I wish I could be doing it with you, but the way my neck and my back are set up, baby, I can't <laughs> do it no more. But, uh, man, Joe Staley went down. He went down, I guess, sometime in the second or third quarter. This dude, John Lynch, hit me up, and he was like, hey, if you still got some football left in you, let me know. And I said, uh, John, when you need me there? He said, tonight. I had the phone in one hand, and I had the drink in the other hand. I said, I ain't going to make it, John. I'm either going to go out there and embarrass you or embarrass the team. I didn't tell him that, but I was like, I just respect, you know, respectfully declined that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm at peace with my decision to, um, to be here, to be retired, to spend time with my family and, you know, just kind of get my body back under me and just uh, – I mean, yeah. If I could, uh, if I if I was a fortune teller and I could have saw that, hey, they was gonna be in the Super Bowl, maybe I would have I would have <laughs> went, but uh, I didn't, and I'm and I'm okay with that. Well, we're happy you're sitting here with us. I'm happy too. So let's talk about this game. Yeah. This game on Sunday, Super Bowl Fifty Four, mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco Forty ers We're gonna give you Bush and Me's three keys for each team to win this game. Let's start with the 49ers. Bush, give it to me. What do you first, got for number one? First key, can Jimmy G and the 49ers score with the Chiefs? You got to find a way to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. And that's a, you know easier said than done, but you have to take that kind of mindset because back in Super Bowl 44, I don't know if you guys out there remember, but Peyton Manning was lethal, lethal. It doesn't matter who he was throwing it to. He was one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've ever seen. So our strategy going into it, man, we had to find a way to extend drives, get a couple three and outs, but extend the drives on offense, eat the clock up. Don't let Peyton Manning get the ball. Jimmy G and the 49ers need to go back, look at that tape, and and, and use the same recipe we used because it worked. In the second quarter, I think Peyton might have had six plays. He was cold for 30 minutes. And I'm not saying 30 minutes – Uh, During the game, I'm talking 30 minutes real time. Then he had to go into the locker room, had a 30-minute halftime. So he was cold. We came out firing on all cylinders second half after ambush. Shout out to to Thomas Morstead and the coaching staff just uh, having that faith in him. But, yeah, you got to keep Mahomes off the field, man. Are they going to be able to score with the Chiefs? Can they keep up with the Chiefs? I say yes. I think the best part of your question is can Jimmy G do it? Because we saw them – Outscore the Packers last week. It was twenty-seven nothing at halftime. The offense looked great, Straight but up. Jimmy G was six for eight. Uh, he barely—I mean, he barely had to earn, earn his play. He didn't have to do much. Remind me of Trent Dilfer the year the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Mm. He just had to maintain the ball, just hold on to, and the manage the game. Yep. So I think that's a great question. We're going to find out Sunday, but can Jimmy G do it? Key Plus, number two. Number two. Make Mahomes beat you from inside the pocket. The kid is accurate. The kid can throw the ball. He's super talented. He's last year's MVP for a reason. But I feel like, looking at these last couple playoff games, when he gets outside the pocket, it is vicious. He is. He can extend plays. He can get the ball down the field. They have so many playmakers. Hill, Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, so many deep threats. So many deep threats. Find a way to keep this guy in the pocket. Scrambling QBs have been the 49ers defense kryptonite. Kryptonite, great word. And that's true because you look look at the season so far this year. Russell Wilson, twice. They should have lost 
They actually did lose the first game. Second game, they came within an inch of losing. Uh, and we can always <laughs> – I mean, an inch. They lost by an inch? An inch. I could use an inch. You could <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Lamar Jackson was another one. They lost to the Baltimore Ravens. And you even look at Kyler Murray. I mean, they had to come from behind in both those games against Arizona just to win that game. So I think key two is absolutely correct. They need to keep Mahomes between tackle and tackle to, uh, to make it manageable in this game. I agree. Key number three. Key number three. Offense was the highlight of the NFC Championship. But the, the 49ers defense, they really held it down all year, and they held the opposition's big-time big players to minimum success. Uh, let's start with the NFC Championship. Aaron Jones have scored, has scored so many touchdowns this year. He's been running pretty well. He's been a great compliment to Aaron Rodgers. He went 12 for 56 for one touchdown. Great. He scored a touchdown, but they need more production, and they need to feed the ball more to him. I mean, they were down 27-0 at halftime, so I can understand why he didn't get the ball too much. Um, and Devontae Adams, who's the Packers' number one wide receiver, he went nine receptions for 138 yards. But if you look at the first half, it was one reception, seven yards. It was 27-0 at halftime. He did nothing when the game counted. And half of that he had on one catch over the shoulder. Exactly, exactly. So when they came out the second half of, the, uh, the second half of that game, they're playing catch-up. They're in two-minute mode. So they're just dinking and dunking and trying to get the ball down the field. So that's probably where the 138 came from. Um, now let's go back to the divisional round against the Minnesota Vikings. We want to start with the run game. Dalvin Cook had so much success versus the New Orleans Saints. Uh, and, and it pains me to say, but he ran that outside zone away from the tight end to the tight ends. Uh, they executed pretty well, especially in the dome. I didn't see that happening. Um, Dalvin Cook went nine rushes for 18 yards. For all you mathematicians out there, that's two yards per two. rush. You could have gotten that. I could have got that. I definitely would have got two yards per rush. Just fall forward. Straight up. And then your other two playmakers, big-time playmakers, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, combined for seven receptions for 107 yards and one touchdown. They needed more production out of them. Uh, so their defense did a really good job. I mean, even though their offense was the highlight, their defense has been spot on all year. I couldn't agree more. And in order for San Francisco to win this game, I think they need to keep it low scoring. Vis-a-vis, to keep it low scoring, you got to shut down the playmakers. Absolutely. It starts there. So you couldn't have said it better. Okay. Three keys moving on to KC. KC Chiefs. To the what do you got? Chiefs. Number one. Give it to me. Kansas City, stop playing catch-up. Play mustard. Mm. <laughs> You're so witty. Stop that's, playing catch-up. That's their colors. Ketchup mm. and mustard. <laughs> God damn it, I love you. <laughs> Stop playing catch-up, man. You're down 24 to Houston. Now, Houston did trick that game off. You know, they could have uh, they could have put themselves in a better position, but uh, I guess the special teams coordinator thought it was a good idea to go for a fake punt on your own 30, 35-yard line. Not smart. Make Not the great. Chiefs go the long haul. Make them go the long haul. You were down, Kansas City Chiefs were down by 10, 17-7 to the Tennessee Titans. They played catch-up again. But the good thing is, they're battle-tested. you got to feel good going into the playoffs because in your mind, you can be down 24 points. You can be down 10 points, and you can still find a way to keep going. I did text you in that first game, and I said, 24 nothing. I said, I think the Chiefs are going to come back and win this one. And you said? <laughs> yeah. No way. No way. It's playoff time. There's no way they're coming back to <laughs> win this Not in the game. playoffs, buddy. Not in the playoffs, bud. Uh, I agree with you there. The only thing I'll tell you is Andy Reid in big games tends to handcuff himself, and that's why they say he can't win the big game. Great offensive mind, love him as a coach. Just think he takes himself away a little bit. He's scared to make the big play. So in those two games, he was able to say, 
I don't have a choice right now. We got to go for it. He was able. He had to say. He had to. Right. So I think he needs to pretend like it's 24 nothing when it's 0-0. Maybe that will help him. Get that in your head. Take Andy Reid away from Andy Reid. I don't up. know what he's got to do there. Point number two. Key number two. Key number two is how are the Kansas City Chiefs offense going to keep these beasts at bay? And I'm talking about the San Francisco. I'm mainly talking about their front four. Yep, of course. Okay, they're led by Bosa, the stellar rookie, man. He's had a hell of a year. A hell of a year. You got Eric Armstead, and um, man, they're, they're they're stacked up front. They have really good linebackers, and their in their secondary is is pretty nice as well. Uh, how, how I'm asking you, if you were Andy Reid, what would you do? What would you do to keep those guys away from Patrick? If I was Andy Reid, the first thing I would do was order some food. <laughs> And the second thing I would do is think about the D-line. I love you, Andy. Um, I would start with getting the ball out of Mahomes' hands as quickly as possible. Three-step drops. Boom. Hitch, outs, ins, slants. Get the ball out. Five-step drop. What that's going to do is it's going to neutralize the D-line, but then the D-line but then the D-line is going to say, we're not getting to this quarterback. We need to work it faster. And you, you get a little push, a little harder push off the line. It can frustrate them. It frustrates them. So then what's that do? It opens it up for screens and draws. While they're speeding past you, you run right by them. That's one thing I loved about Sean Payton, man. He always understood where uh, where your issues can be. You know, he's an offensive-minded coach, so he always understood where your, where your issues could be on the other side of the ball. And Drew Brees was so great at that as well. Like, he understood, like, okay – DeMarcus Ware, where are you at, big guy? Where's Aaron Donald at? You think you're just going to get a one-on-one on day all day? It don't work like that. It doesn't work like that. The great coaches will not put uh, their guys in position to not be successful. So, yeah. And Andy is a great coach. I don't think he needs this game to solidify it, but I think this game will Every coach will needs that solidify. Super Bowl. He need, every, co- every coach needs that Super Bowl. So this is his time, maybe. Definitely. Key number three. Stop the run. S-T-O-P. Stop the run, mm. Kansas City. You guys stepped up big time. I didn't think you were going to be able to hold Derrick Henry under 100. I definitely start, saw it being a 140-150 game. No, but you held him under 100. Um, the Tennessee Titans, they came in there, and uh, they, they, it, they was a competitive, it was a competitive first half. But can you repeat it? Raheem Mostert, he showed himself last week. Over 220 yards 220. on 29 carries. That's big. Tevin Coleman, he was having a good game as well. Uh, he did get banged up. He got banged up, so we had to continue to look at the injury report for that to see if he will, uh, if he's going to be able to go. He will be a great compliment to Mostert, but that's a lot of run plays. That's a lot of rushing yards. Stop the run, man. Once again, couldn't agree with you more here. I think they had the right game plan last week. You shut down Derrick Henry. You load the box. And you make Tannehill beat you. And he couldn't last week. And I think you do the same thing this week. You load the box, shut down the run, and say, Jimmy G, what can you do? Can you go for it? I'm excited to see. I'm, I'm excited to see. I want to see Jimmy G in, in, in a high-pressure situation. You know, I want to see Jimmy G in a high-pressure high situation. So there you have it. Bush and Me's three keys. Predictions? Not yet, buddy. Not yet. Nah, just just wait a long. Just wait a little bit. We'll give we'll give you who we think we're going to win. It's about in about 25, 30 minutes. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with some food. We're going to talk about it. 
We're going to have the owners on. We'll bring the owners on. We're going to bring the owners of Grails on. This place is so dope. It's so smooth. It's my kind of place. I'm in the shoes. You know, we did talk about uh, Kobe earlier. Man, I got my Kobe's on, my Kobe Easter editions. Um, yeah. So we'll be back a little bit later. We're going to talk about this food. We're going to bring the owners on. We'll be right back. Peace. Welcome back to the Bush and Me Show. We are here with one of the owners of Grails, Mr. Eddie. Thank you for coming on. Hey, man, it's a true pleasure to be on here, man. Thank you for having us. Hey, this is, uh, like I told you when we first met last week, I've been talking about it on the show. This might be my favorite spot down here in Miami because, one, you got good food. You got smooth drinks. Anytime I can get a drink. Bring that camera over here, Shannon. (laughs) Come on, Shannon. Get on up. And a sneaker? Anytime I can get... And a drink, an alcoholic drink, and an Air Jordan Retro 3. Let's get it. <laughs> Look, buddy. You got Two a, of his favorite you, things yeah, in you, one. You got a customer for life, baby. You got a customer for life. It. I appreciate that, I appreciate man. you coming on. Um, first and foremost, we're going to talk about this food while we have it here in front of us. We're going to try it because I don't want it to get too cold. No, so and can, the smells, the aromas. Yeah, the, the smells. Look, I had a little bit earlier. <laughs> but uh, I'm ready to dig into everything we have right here. So can you tell me what I have here in front so, of me? So in front of you right here, you have some tuna poke nachos. It's a, it's a rendition of our own. Oh, it's a little bit of a remix of kind of how we would serve some loaded nachos. Um, it has a little bit of uh, some, some cilantro, a little bit of uh, uh, obviously a lot of tuna. Oh, a lot of tuna. A, a, a lot of tuna. <laughs> oh, I need, might need two hands. A, a, little, a little hoisin. There you go. And, and then we go over to, you know, from loaded nachos, we go to actually loaded fries. Mm. Um, Black truffle, bacon, Parmesan, carbonara sauce all over it. It's ridiculous. I'll try that. I can reach it. Oh, delicious. And then kind of healthy a little bit. We got our, our chicken swarm over here with, with a nice healthy side of fries. Um, but, yeah, anything you would have in a... In a Sorry, Jermon, you can't have this there one. There you go. <laughs> anything you would expect in a regular shawarma in there but in a mm. bun, kind of our remix to it. And then to wash it all down, we have a, um, a staple pigeon, uh, very tropical, some fa- passion fruit in there, a little bit of cilantro. We got our own homemade savory salt. And then we got the Air Jordan 3. We got to satisfy your soul on this one. Um, this our, so take, our take Ooh. on a Moscow Mule has some That's watermelon good. in there, some ginger, a little bit of Kettle One, a lot of love. Um, delicious. The there you go, drinking out of the shoe. We made this it. This is the first time I ever did this. Can we get a picture of that? Because I dog some shoes that I wear, and he's where he's dogging that right Speaking now. Speaking of dogging <laughs> shoes, we're gonna get into this hey. uh, real quick. Look, I got married to this beautiful woman right here, and um, it's not about that right now. It's not. It's not about that. But you know what? I had what twelve groomsmen in my wedding. Oof. And what did I get you guys? Concords. Yeah, oh. you're, you're wearing them right now. These are not the same ones. They're not the same ones. Okay. Those are dead. <laughs> no, those are, uh, we buried those probably a week after Rest I gave them peace. to you. Oh, word? This dude, look, you know, this was back in Concords, and you're a shoe guy. That's why I love this place. This Thank was back you. when Concords didn't even, they weren't released, so I had to get everything through eBay. So I had to get this guy a 15 off of eBay, and he had the nerve. A size 15 off of eBay? eBay? And he had the nerve. You're focused on the wrong part of the story. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, man. He had the nerve to wear it down Bourbon Street. First of all, it was right right after the wedding. Second of all, those shoes were in every club in New York City and had a great life. (laughs) I was Aladdin. I looked at those shoes and said, I can show you the world. (laughs) But anyway, let's get back to Grails. 
Yeah. Hey, so man. you you have partners, right? Correct. Yes, I do. I have a couple of them out here. I got I got Hector, I got Manny, I got Oscar. It's a it's a it's a gang. It's it's really about your team at the end of the day. No 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 show is one person, right? You might see a person. You, there could be a face or whatever have you, but you need. Um, an amazing, amazing team to be backing you up to get something like this. I got a lot of family, a lot of love, and we're here. You guys did a great job, but where'd the idea come from? Uh, honestly, it was kind of a mistake, uh, but one of you know the best kind of mistake. So we <laughs> we we had our sister restaurant. Um, it's Spanglish, and we were geared up. We've been promoting the hell out of it, and and we were you know. Brick and mortar time, right? Looking at the space, looking at places, what city are we going to be at, or what part of the city. Um, and then this came up in Wingwood, and as you can see, it's enormous. Yes. Um, so Spanglish is more, it's small, kind of compressed. And then we're like, what are we going to do with the rest? And we're like, all right, well, what do we like, or what do we want to do? And we, we kind of knocked our heads around a little bit. And the next thing you know, we're like, what do we like? We like music. We like sneakers, uh, we like fashion, you know, so on and so forth. And then we're like, all right, so let's make a concept out of it. It's like, oh, I don't know, right? But what's the premise? It's like, so we started doing some research into the city, and there's no sports bars here in Wynwood, which is crazy. In Miami, yeah. it, it's a sports town, and to not have, like, a, a, a plethora of just different sports uh, venues, it, it's, it's, I don't know, it's weird, especially in Wynwood, especially how many, how much, you know, how much art is out here and everything. So we're like, all right, let, let's all put it together and boom, it happened. What I, what I really enjoy about this place is that, um, there's a lot of culture in this spot. You're down in Wynwood. Wynwood is more of an artsy type of culture. How, how would you describe it? Uh, it's definitely art. It's definitely, again, high fashion. Once again, it's definitely about the people that, that are from here and, and are around here. So it has to be local. So that's why we partnered up with uh, Art by Bankrupt. He's a personal friend of mine for, I don't know, six, seven years now. And he's like the Andy Warhol of like hype kind of art, which is all, everything laced over there on, on the wall. You can tell. You um, can tell. And then, you know, that, that was the fashion part. And then the art, you know what I mean? Then we got cushy gigs. Uh, you know, shout out to Abstract, shout out to um, uh, Quake, and then we have Ill Surge uh, next to, right here with the um, Tinker Hatfield mural. Do you know who Tinker the, Hatfield is? I don't. He's the he's the Godfather or the architect, which he studied to be, but he actually never really designed anything professionally. Uh, started doing shoes because he was kind of forced to by his coach, uh, which is also co-owner of, of Nike at the time. So he's like, "Yo, get in here, start designing some shoes," and he's like, "All right." <laughs> and then next thing you know, the Air Max pops out, the Concords that you're wearing. Uh, he even did sneakers for, for movies, the, the mags, you know, Back to the Future, what Marty McFly puts on. He designed those. So, um, you know, he, again, he's the godfather. So we, we, we went local with all these guys to kind of come up with, with grails. You know what I mean? Again, it's not a one-man show. It's, it's, it's everybody. Yeah. But you can feel the passion that comes out of your mouth. Oh, man. And it's painted all over the walls. Like, you walk in like, and you see it. It's literally, like, it's it's painted, like you said. You walk in and see it, but I just I, I feel it through you. Like, people don't I mean, study that to know that just because they have to pass a test. Like, you love that. Like, it, it comes out of you. It's, soon, it's, it's literally painted everywhere around here. It's a beautiful As place. soon as you, you walk through the door, he has some of the hottest shoes ever, you know, ever created on display. I've never seen that anywhere. This guy bought the shoe. You bought these shoes. Yes. They were not yes. given to you. <laughs> Why'd you put your head down when and you I, said and that? And I'm talking. They must have been expensive. And yeah, he's very, talking yeah. to Marty. Very, very expensive. He's talking to yeah. Marty McFly's. If anybody's in the shoes, yeah. 
Yeah. That's probably the most expensive shoe ever. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to intro you, but you can't call it Grails if you don't got Grails. Straight up. You, go. you got you know the I mean? Red October. Boom. Man. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> grails. That's why it's Grails. Yes. It, this it, is the first, I will say, this is the first place I've seen shoes not in his closet. Oh, word. Oh, man. We're, we're <laughs> Unless we're at Flight Club. <laughs> oh, and shout out to Flight Club. They're right down the street now here, too. Um, but we want to kind of create almost a museum-esque, but not going not going too far into anything, but kind of having a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? Again, what Wynwood's all about, what Miami's all about, it's a melting pot of a whole bunch of different cultures and backgrounds and all that. So, again, hey, 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 there you go. Andy, Andy oh. came through with the gear, with the Miami colors, man. Look at this. So we've been blessed. We've been blessed to, you know, partner up with a lot of amazing individuals. These hats were, were done by New Era, so we did a collab with New Era, and they... You know, they, they, we told them the colors. They, obviously, Miami, right? The pink, the teal, the blacks. I got my red bottoms over here. I, this is my favorite, to be honest. Oh, that's, that's, my, that's murdered out red bottoms. Oh, the, uh, so. who, who are these hats for? I, hey, man, I mean, I guess. Uh, you know, I'll got, take hey, these two. There you go. <laughs> I'll take these two. He don't, he don't. Not, what, your, what is it, the Sobe, the Sobe 9s that you got? Yeah, there yeah, you we, go. We, we got them. Um, what did you, so you and your partner, is this the first thing that you guys have collabed on? How long have you known them? I mean. Uh, I've known them for pretty much the better part of my life. Uh, one of them I've known for about 11, 12 years. The other one I've known a little less, but he's my partner's kind of mentor. So my mentor's mentor, we're also friends and kind of like a lineage and, and brotherhood extending the hand, kind of like three generations of bartenders. And then we decided to open up a company called Cocktail Cartel, which is the cartel of cocktails. We uh, consulting company, uh, uh, beverage based, but we also do food as well. And that's how we kind of started the whole thing. And then from there, we were crazy enough to like, you know what? Let's open up two concepts in Wingwood and, you know, go at it. Yeah. So Man, if nothing else works out, you can open up a marketing company. Hey. Grails, hey. concepts of cocktails. Yeah. Hey. Co cocktail cartel. Cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the cartel of cocktails. There you go. That's great. We, That's we're good. smuggling hospitality wherever we go. That's great. That's great. So you guys are hosting a Super Bowl viewing party. Man, we have Yeah, why don't you give us a rundown? Give parties. us a rundown of your events. All right, man. Well, we have a pep rally starting on Saturday. We have we have like hand-rolled cigars and cajetina on Friday, but the watch party of watch parties right here. It's on Sunday. It's going to be here. We have mad seating, mad couches. It's going to be big outdoor space. Oh, huge outdoor space. You're going to have fun. We're going to have we have around 65 TVs. We might get up to like 70 with a projector. So it, it, you're going to have every angle uh, to watch the game, every down. And in halftime, you'll, I mean, you're, you're going to see the halftime show like you've never seen it before in your life. It's powered by uh, Ciroc, or powered by Diageo, brought to you by, by Ciroc. We're going to have open bar for four hours from whistle to whistle, Tango whoa, whoa, 810. Whoa, 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 you had me at open bar. Yay. <laughs> so we're, we're going to have, I think, an ultra uh, ultra premium bar with Tango 810 as our, as our gin, Ciroc, Don Julio, Johnny Walker Black, uh, Bullet Bourbon, Zacapa Rum, so the best of the best. And then... What's in front of you, a lot of it we're going to have as our gourmet brunch. So loaded fries, all the wings you can eat, all the mac and cheese that you can eat. We'll have pork sliders in there. Wow. Yo, like for, for what we're charging for the ticket, I, I think it has a, an amazing, amazing value. You pay $150, you get in for about four hours, 
and you can eat and drink to your heart's content. If you want to go ham and get bottle service, get that VIP treatment, have a personalized server. You don't even have to move now. Oh, we can get bottles? Oh, we can get bottles. <laughs> now you talking. We're so, oh, we can get bottles. We'll be here. Yeah. So right here in front of you, we'll have an array of, uh, of different service or sections, I mean. And you'll have, even if you want, hookah service. I mean, again, the VIP treatment when you get here at Grail. So. If you guys aren't sold on that. And guys, if your girl isn't really into sports and doesn't want to go to a clammed up bar to watch the game like the vibe here is crazy i'm telling you right, it's wide you. open bottles there's italian VIP. there's he italian got, lighting yeah he got hey. bottle he got bottles we got cafe lights we got couches hookah she won't be we, mad at you you have outside you have an outside area that's covered you have an outside area that's not covered uh i'm rocking with it man you got it all man I oh and, and be correct so bring fire on your feet please because you will be called out what you rocking today Oh today! Oh, I got I got Royal Ones. Let's get let's get let's get the camera down here. Oh, oh, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got I got just Royal Ones. Yeah, I can rock. Flint. Yeah, I, I can rock with that. Yeah, I can well, rock I, yeah, size size 15, man. I don't know how you I don't know how you do it, bro. You gotta have like D connect. Deconnect. I got, I got, I got, I got a few, I got a few people I can holler. Yeah, man. What's your favorite shoe? Yeah, what, yeah. What's your grail? You, my, I mean, you, you my, named it grail. What's your grail? My grail. Uh, I was actually talking to you the other day. If yes. I had, it's, it's a little hard because if I had to wear something every single day, I probably will rock ones every single day. But my grail would be the Cement Four. Um, it, it, when it first first came out, obviously I was, a, I was a jit. I didn't even realize. But when the, the relaunch, I think it came out in '99. I wanted that shoe so so bad. And I couldn't get it. You know what I mean? I couldn't. My mom couldn't afford it, or couldn't buy it, and it was, ah, whatever. Then finally, they did a couple of relaunches after. Couldn't get the color right, and it finally just dropped recently. Right. And I had to buy like four or five of them because I don't know when they're gonna re re sure release. Not. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, cement force, cement force to me. Threes obviously are a grail to me. The true blue three. Um, the elephant print is crazy. Uh, it's all laced inside of grails oh, as man. well. We've seen that. You got elephant print. Pillows. Uh, pillows. I got elephant print couches. You just gotta, you gotta pay attention. <laughs> it, it's red. It's red. It's red pleather, not leather, but pleather. Like my dog Mark Ingram said, it's all about the details. details. Man, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look. I feel like a freshman in French class again. I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> I can't picture any Listen, of this stuff. I told them cement floors. We I'm had, like, we had a conversation. You, you seen my closet? It's oh, you two are like over here like this. Uh -huh, I'm like. I mean, once I, once, I knew, once I knew I was going to meet the owner of Grails, a, a, a shoe-themed sports bar, I knew we was going to hit it off. You the, know? First, of the first sneaker-themed restaurant in the world. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a mic drop. Straight I'll, up. I'll just leave. You guys, the Bush and Eddie show, guys, they'll be back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, hey, uh, I think we took enough of your time up. Let's yeah, get it. Well, well, before you run, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Give yeah. me a prediction for the game tomorrow. Oh, so, I'm sorry, not, Sunday. And look, I mean, okay, I'm not gonna act like I know a whole bunch about football. I do not. I, I like letting people know what I don't know. But Perfect. it seems, it seems like the Chiefs might might take this. I don't know. It, it looks like they're to me, battle tested for sure. Yeah, man, they they've been through it this year and they're they they earned it. They earned the spot, and I and I feel like it's gonna go that way. But mo you know, a whole bunch of Niner fans out there will probably be like, Nah, you're crazy. <laughs> So, but it, the one thing we do know it's going to be a good game, and the other thing we know is where you can watch it at. Oh, Man, here at Grail, baby. Oh, and before we go, I do want to make, I mean, not a shout out, but uh, you know, we lost we lost uh, an amazing person this week, and uh, Kobe, and uh, I didn't know how much he am impacted all of our lives. Yeah. It, it has really connected us. I, I, I'm, I was stunned when I heard about his daughter was in that in, the, in that mm. helicopter. It hit me even harder. 
when I heard that news, not you know, again, not for nothing. Obviously, it's it's lives lost collectively in that in the helicopter. But I was just like, wow, man, I can't. A family lost something big, and we all lost something big, man. And it shows because this whole week, and no offense to the NFL, like ESPN had just Kobe took over. You know, ESPN and, and all major networks, everybody wearing their jerseys, wearing their sneakers, like right. kind of doing whatever they can to to kind of pay respects to that man. Like he he was. I'm old enough that I had Jordan and then I had Kobe, but for a lot, th there was no Jordan. There was Kobe. There was straight Kobe. It was I, just Kobe. And that was always the argument. From here on out, I will never argue another Jordan or Kobe because you just got to respect what you each know. guy did in the era that they did it. So I will never have that conversation again. It's, but it's a, it's a tough loss to the sporting world. Right, man. It's a tough loss to his family and all the families involved. And one hundred percent. Yeah, straight up, man. ESPN has has done a great job of making sure that they um, paid their respects to him because he's been all over ESPN since and he started playing this game. It's beautifully said, man. And we did touch on it a little earlier, and we just said it sucks that it takes moments like this to realize how fragile life is. But we 100%. just need to cherish each moment. And live every day like it is our life. And do things that you love. And do things that you love, man. The first question was asked, how, how, how you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm alive. Like, That's awesome. Like, like what, what else What else am I going to say? Like, I'm doing amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, any other thing that could be troubling me or on my shoulders, like, I got to put it in perspective. Like, I'm alive for it to be on my shoulders. You know what I mean? Like. That's a gift, you know right. what I mean? That's why it's called right, the present, right? Straight up. So Straight, that's, yeah, that's it's a, a present. Yeah, it is uh, a present. Wow. So we gotta we gotta live it to the fullest. So awesome, man. Hey man, thank you so much. Eddie, bro, this was dope. It was good getting to meet you. Uh yeah, I'll be hitting you up, man. You know, I'll oh, come I'm, through, bro. You know what's up. <laughs> you know I'm coming through, and every time I come through, I'm coming through with something different. Hey. So I'm gonna send you a text. I'm gonna tell you, bring the heat out. We okay. don't, we don't promise. It. We don't promise a lot of things, but we promise you, we will do another show from here. Oh, oh that's dope. If the Thank invitation you. is open, the oh, NBA man. Finals. Oh, <laughs> there, you there you go. There you go. Let's do it. Let's All do right, it. man. We'll be right back after this. Yeah. Welcome back to the last part of the Bush and Me show, man. We're still posted up here at Grails down here in Wynwood. Uh, like we said earlier, the vibe is unmatched in here. Unmatched. I love it. You got the inside, the inside is so smooth. It's all, it's done well, beautiful bar. You come outside, it's, uh, you're in outside, but it's covered just in case you get a little bit of weather. And then you can come to the uncovered part where they have the cafe lights again, and they have all these games out here and they got some hookah. Man, it's a great vibe. It's a great vibe out here. Me, take it away. We have a special guest here, but before we get into that, we're going to jump into trivia with uh, one of the guests here. Sir, what is your name? Uh, my name is Donish. Donish, welcome to the Bush and Me Show. You're trying to win a t-shirt here. What size are you, first of all, so we can get that lined up? Uh, that would be an XL. Nice, XL. nice. We, we have XLs. those handy. That is good. Do you want to go with a Kobe trivia or do you want to go with a football trivia? Uh, Kobe. We're going to go Kobe. He was a little too confident about that. Make sure you go down to the hard part. Don't of give him the layup. Don't give him the layup. <laughs> no, don't, don't give him the layup. We, three. <laughs> What's your favorite basketball team? Toronto Raptors. Oh, a Toronto fan. Were you a fan before last season? I was a fan <laughs> since 1995. Okay, okay. I was in fifth grade. Okay. okay. That counts. So the Toronto Raptors did win the championship last year. What's the capital of Cambodia? I <laughs> 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 uh, We're just messing we're with you. We're just messing with you. All right. Kobe Bryant was a NBA champion how many times? Uh, five. How many of those were without Shaquille O'Neal? Without 
Shaq was too. Oh. Oh, he's good. Give it to him. Shit. Where are we at? Give Where him a shirt. <laughs> Give it you to want him. black or white? You want black, black or white? Or white? I was about to say, you better take the black one. XL, <laughs> hey, Donis, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Good you job. You know your stuff. And go Google the, the capital Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely make sure you follow the at Bush and Me show. Follow it. Hey, Wear that shirt you. around. Hey, anybody, we, did we find anybody else? Did we find anybody else? We'll come back. We'll come back. Donis, tell some friends to come over. And hey, we got one more right here. A little trivia. A little trivia. You like shirts? You like shirts? It I wear shirts. Good. It's soft cotton. I wear shirts. Soft you wear cotton. shirts? I wear shirts. I wear shirts. If I was a little skinnier, I wouldn't wear no shirt. Well, I'm Here skinny, we and I we still wear shirts. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. What are your gentlemen's names? Who's got a microphone? I'm Aaron. Aaron? Aaron Jacobson, Tampa, Florida. Oh, nice. I My name that. is Pat Donovan, Tampa, Florida as well. I, 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 like, I like Tampa, man. Clearwater's a great Tampa's spot. Tampa's fun. Yes, I lost it is. Oh, no. this is our show, damn it. We've never, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Me and this guy have been doing a show for years, and we've never shared a microphone. Well, you need to get a new show then, sir. Oh. I'm just kidding. Hey, no, great, great career you had, too, man. Oh, there you, you go. I appreciate it. I we got a fan. It. Now, you guys are up here for trivia. What size shirts are you, just in case we make sure we have those? Uh, do you have triple XL for my buddy over here? We do not, but we can just write this it. This guy's full of crap. I just need an extra large. Thank oh, okay. you, gentlemen. We, we, okay. we I used to be triple XL once upon a time. I got up to like 317, but now I'm down to like 225. So there you I'll, go. Hey, Congratulations. I'll take the XL. Before, Thank hey, you. Before we get into the trivia, what did you do? Because uh, I'm trying to get under 300. I'm like teetering. I'm like 303, 305. Okay, so I work with a company called Tampa Rejuvenation in Tampa, Florida, okay. and they teach you how to eat like a human being, which I never knew okay. right I wasn't a human being at least I didn't eat like one and then they teach you how to just like live right and you know not dick off like I am tonight excuse my language it's all and they, they teach you how to lose weight and I've done it over the last year and it's been a lot of fun congratulations that's, that's amazing it's yeah, basically lots of lean protein lots of vegetables and none of the shit that you want to eat okay right I understand that <laughs> I totally understand that but do you do you uh, you have cheat days he cheats all the time. He just had three beers. He's a mess. <laughs> I'm not mad at him. He's I'm a mess. If, if you're, cheat, you're cheating with beer, like, yeah, you can work that He's had time. a lot of wings. <laughs> He's cheating for three days. Super Bowl cheat, we call it. All right, all right, all right. No, trivia, not, trivia, trivia. Trivia time. So this is for two shirts, so it's got to be tough. All right, cool. What do we got? Do you guys want to go with Kobe or do you want to go with the NFL questions? Oh, boy. Uh, let's, let's go, go NFL. Let's go NFL. We'll, we'll He's give good at NFL. We'll give him one each. We'll go to NFL. Um, what's your favorite team? Uh, I'm a Jet fan, unfortunately. Ooh, pass the microphone. I know, it's rough. <laughs> he, he's a Giant fan, I'm a Jet fan. Hey, okay, the good thing about the Jets is next year's always your year. Next year's always my year, or three years down the line <laughs> is my year. All right, so the Jets last won the Super Bowl in Super Bowl three. Yes. What's the capital of Cambodia? Oh, uh... Capital of Cambodia. That was a joke, anyway. What was it? What is it? Shit, I can't tell know. you that we got to use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Super Bowl is held this year where? Miami. Good answer. That's not the question, though. How many times has the Super Bowl been held in Miami? Oh, wow. Uh, ten times. This would be the 11th time, gentlemen. Thank oh! you for correcting. Oh! No, 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 no. Let go. Let go. Let go. Let go. How many times has it been held in Miami? Ten times. So I it will be held the 11th time was, on Sunday. I was getting ready to say, technically, you're correct. Thank you. We're friend, both right. Thank your, you. Your friend yeah, who lost a lot of weight corrected you, and uh, you're both right. So He's gained 10 pounds this trip. He's, we don't he even have to ask weight. you another question. Both of those are correct. 
two winners. What size shirts do you guys need? Let us know, white or black. Uh, we'll do one shirt for so you guys can have some uh, other shirts. Right, rather, we'll give it for him. You guys have enough? All right, uh, I'll take a, sh a small, a small, or a medium. We got a medium. Or a medium. Extra large medium. for the big we got boy. Extra large. There's an extra large white. Black. One of our beautiful no black. We'll take care of you. No black. Extra large. No, we'll get you over there. We got him over yeah, there. Yeah, we got some over here. We'll Thank you guys right. for joining Thank us. Good job. luck with the Thank Jets. Thank you guys. Nice meeting you guys. Good luck with Thank the Jets. you. Thank Take you. off the Great 10 pounds when too. you get back home. It's fine. It. Enjoy your time while you're here. Thank you, Thank you guys, man. That was awesome. I appreciate you. There's At the trivia. Pat and Aaron show on Twitter. Hey, we got you, baby. We got you. <laughs> there you go. Some great people here, too, at Grills. Come out and see them. Yeah. Come out and see them. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> We have a special, we have a who special is this guest special here. guest we have? Yeah, who is this special guest we have today? Oh, wow. He used to play for the New Orleans Saints. And the San Francisco 49ers. Ain't that something. Ain't that something. So and he used to drive a beer truck. Oh, what? wow. Does anybody know? You Anyone? should. That should have given Anyone? it away. Man. I remember Chris Berman. I was, not to age <laughs> you or anything, but I was younger. Yeah. And I remember watching Chris Berman going, and the beer man, yeah. Michael Lewis. And I never thought I would be sitting here and next there he's to this guy. Next to me. He, he comes to all my foundation events. Shout out to Visualizing Rise Foundation. That's you can right. Check that that's out right. on your Gotta websites or it. any of your social media platforms. Got to plug it. <laughs> but back to you, Mike. Welcome to the Bush and Me. This is man, Michael Lewis. I appreciate Lewis. it, man. I thank y'all for having me today. You know, even though I had to sneak up on y'all to get here, <laughs> wow. I really appreciate it. This is just a teaser. We're going to have the whole beer man story soon. We have a, a my to rise get... coming to you. <laughs> yeah. So we've been to New Orleans twice this year for all our followers out there. We ran into Mike at the game playoff game this he year. He wasn't happy. He wasn't. I was highly upset. You've been to my city twice, and I ain't heard from you. And now he's like, I need to come to Miami to get on this thing. <laughs> but you know what? That shows you how much love you have for it the does. guys that are here. Because the simple fact is that when I found out they was doing this here, I wanted to sneak in on them and kick the door open. But I didn't know the address, so I had to make a phone call. <laughs> That's why I was in town just to get here. Can't kick the wrong door open. <laughs> Straight up. All right. So we are here in Miami, Mike. We're going to do your story later. Which yes. Is, which yes, you guys fine. need to chew, tune into that. because Man, I'm talking about. You, you're going to listen to this guy's story, and whatever you're trying to accomplish in life, if you listen to Mike's story and you don't feel motivated to go out and and, and to pursue your passions, then, then then what are you living for? His know? collection of occupations is like the front page of Monster.com. <laughs> he went through the list earlier with me, and I said, man. And, and just the, the, the inspiration he had to get to where he wanted to go at the end of the day, it's, it's great to know you and... and I, well, can't, I can't wait for the people to hear the story. Well, it's good, man. You know, the, the simple fact is that what I went through, you know what, I can relate on both sides because I was a fan before I was a player, you know, like I said. And that's the crazy part about it, that I have two sides of everything that goes on. So I can see when the fans are acting crazy and stuff like that towards football players because yeah. they don't know exactly what's going on. But then I can come back and correct them because I was on that other side and be like, y'all really don't know what goes on from the inside Straight out. Up. So stop looking at everything that you see on TV thinking that this is how it is. So right. that will make it so great for me. That's great that you say that <clears throat> because a lot of people don't understand. They just think, oh, you know, you just suit up on Sunday and you make all this money and you're supposed to just go and perform. And well, they think it's fun. That's the crazy part about it. Oh, y'all have fun. I'm like, you, nah, you, man, this you, is a job. Do you job. know what's fun? You know what's fun? Sunday is fun to me. That's my Winning day. is fun. Well, that's too, but, but yeah, Sunday to is work fun. so hard – it's just to get to play on Sunday that made everything special for us because we worked so hard just to get to Sunday. Come holler at me on Wednesday and <laughs> Thursday when you just played on Sunday and that body is aching. Well, huh. it's funny you guys say that because I used to go visit Jermon and be like, well, what do you got on Thursday? He's like, well, I got to work from what? I'm like, work? 
you talking about? You got practice. Yeah, on? people was like, That's oh, practice. Yeah. But it's oh, not, man, you play football. You work. But they don't understand but when is. you got to get up so early in the morning and get in there. Like, say somebody like Bush, you so get you, hurt. You, you got an 8 o'clock meeting, paint yeah. the picture. You so you eight say 8 o'clock meeting. So you're going to get there about 6 30, 7 o'clock because you're going to probably go to treatment if you need treatment. The older you get, what I see, Mike, the older you get, the earlier you get. Yeah, so me, like I said, I started off at an old age. So it was old for me from the beginning. So. I used to get in like 6.30 and go sit in the cold tub and the hot tub just to start getting my body together. Then I go in there and get some treatment. Then you go to meetings. And people don't understand is you in meetings and stuff like that. And this, this is for the kids, you know, parents. So if you're listening, this is for your kids. You know, you got to have an education, man, to understand. Because if you don't know your plays, we're in a, we're in a classroom literally 90% of the day. That practice is only one hour and 45 minutes. That's the only time you get to practice. And we take a test on Sunday. So if we fail that test on Sunday, we might not have a job on Monday. And that's what people don't understand. Yeah. It's like, you know, everybody say, I want to play football. I want to be this so successful as far as being in sports. But you got to know the plays and you got to know everything that goes on. So education comes first. So you got to know exactly what goes on. You have to develop good study habits. Yes. So if you don't, if you don't understand how to study and how to prepare, by the time that game comes and you're not – doing the extra work because you can go to work from 8 to 4.30, 8 to 5 o'clock, but you got to go home and you have to obsess over it. Like you have to eat dinner if you have kids, play with your kids, and then now it's open up your iPad, put your log in there. And put that work in. You got to, and not just working. He's being modest right now because he's saying put that work in, but we ain't talking about 30 minutes or whatever. You're talking about you probably going to watch an hour for yourself on you, just you, or what you're doing wrong, and then you got to watch another hour of the opponent team to make sure that you do everything right. You when gotta it look comes at to like different time. situations. Oh yeah, you know, like all I, day. So you know, when I was playing, you know, Wednesdays, it's I gotta look and see, you know, because Wednesdays are big run day. Yes. So I gotta figure out, okay, how do they line up in this formation? How do they line up in that formation? Okay, so Thursday, that's a big pass day. Yeah. So we gotta look at the blitzes. We gotta look at everything. Um, you know, what do they do? What are their tendencies? Right. Then uh, Friday, what is Friday? Short yardage, red yes. zone. That's a whole different beast. Every part of the game is so important. Like, we go to work from 8 to 4, 4.30. You, you're not a coach, but you've kind of been on the other side. Yes. Them coaches get there. At 5 o'clock because I was on the other side. I helped, like, during the Super Bowl time. Like, right. I work with Reggie on catching punts and stuff okay, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So what Bush is talking about, so he's talking about his thing. So think about me. He's talking about just the offensive side. I played on special teams, so I have to know everything that goes on with just special team as well. I'm talking about kickoff coverage, punt return, kickoff return. Like, I played all the special team stuff as well. So that's devil work for me. So I can't just learn the offense. I had to know the special team part as well. Right. So, I mean, that's the work you got to put into it. And just like I said, I've been on the opposite side as well from them as far as the coaching side and things like that, seeing coaches come in. I used to go in with CJ, was the receiver coach, 5 o'clock in the morning. You're talking about the Saints, Saints yes. wide receiver coach, Yes, CJ. He was the uh, Tulane head coach. Tulane head coach, while. and then he went to Chicago for a He year, did go to so Chicago. Now he's back. I love CJ, man. Yes, and yeah. we used to go in. I used to get there at 5 o'clock in the morning just to work out with him before he even started working at 6 o'clock. So we get a workout in, and then yeah. they go to work. So coaches are there at 6 o'clock in the morning, Till and when? they don't leave tell until – Tell them how the New Orleans Saints get down, their coaching staff. 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. That's on a Tuesday. So, wow. you know, they just getting prepared for Wednesday. 
So they there till like two, three in the morning. Sometimes when they come from uh, off of road trips or whatever, these guys don't even go home. They got like couches and stuff in their office where air, they sleep there wow. at the office because they got to be there so morning. If you think about it, if you stay about an hour away, you don't want to go home and turn right back around in another hour or so to come back. So they Straight just up. normally just stay at the office. So, I mean, it's hard work, man. It is. It's it really understanding is. wife, understanding family. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Straight up. And well, so think about the guys that's married, that wives got to put up with all of that as well, you know, players and stuff like that, you know. And and what makes it so special, like we were just saying, like Bushra, I tell you, I go to all, all the stuff that we do in Virginia, you know, with his foundation and stuff like that, and I love every minute of it. But the bond that we have as players, we become brothers, and whatever whatever he has going on, and he tell you, I was fussing at him when I couldn't come in the beginning about not – getting me to come there because the simple fact is it wasn't even about anything else. It was just showing the love and the support that I wanted to do for him and his foundation. It's you know fellowship. what I'm saying? And that's what it's all about, you know. And you have guys that he played with on different teams that shows up every year, you know, the love, you know. And we have me here, you know, he just shows up to <laughs> to heckle everybody because he's taller Give everybody, everybody a hard time. <laughs> I'll tell you that, though. You can tell how close the bond is between you guys because as soon as I say, oh, I played in college with Bush, it was like I had instant credibility, especially <laughs> exactly. with you. It's like get the hug and everything, yeah, get the love. That's love. And that, that's through him. That's what a guy he is, his family is, through those foundations, everything. It's great, man. But that's that's just to show you, you know, this guy has done so much. Like you say, you know, he's been to the Super Bowl. You know, I was here in Miami. You know, I actually with the organization as well, you know, and that's what's so special. I'm from New Orleans, born and raised, so I've been through the ups and downs, playing there when it was more down than up, and then seeing everything when Coach Payton got there, played play with Drew as well to see everybody. It was just special, man, just having these guys to come in. And that's why I love them so much is because it's my city, and I'm not just a, a player. I'm a fan just as well. So mm-hmm. see these guys come in and did that for my city, man, just made it so special. Well, you were there through the down times. I do see the gray hair. Were you there when Archie was there in the Inks? <laughs> did you make it all the way to the Super Bowl? <laughs> um, I wasn't. Uh, you know what? It's crazy you saying that. I wasn't there, but I actually was there because I actually was a fan because I was born and raised in New Orleans. But well, let's ask something about you. You know what I'm saying? Just the hard times you went through through college or whatever. To say my gray hair. What about the hair that you didn't lost on top of your head? Boy, he got a cue ball so. over there. <laughs> God took it from me, but He blessed me with a beautiful round ball. Hey, I, I, you know what? I ain't gonna. I got a just, ball head. Just, just look like a nice light bulb up there. It's shining. I mean, it's I'm shining. Not, you can't really see it from down there, but I'm telling you, it is there. <laughs> but this, all right, enough about us. <laughs> this is a Super Bowl show. You know, he loved this type of stuff, and it, you know, I am short. You know, I'm only five eight, so you know, he like seven feet tall. You You're know. five eight. How long of an NFL career did you have? It's crazy. I started at the age of 29, about to turn 30 Total as damn, a rookie. He was that old? Yeah, I was 29, as a rookie. making 30 as a rookie, and I played seven years. Actually. Um, the year Holy before, I was on a shit. practice squad, and I played seven years in the lead, and then I worked another six in the front office, so 13 altogether. It's funny that you say that. You were 29 when you started playing in the league. Most guys retire. Like, <laughs> most you better be lucky that you're you not can lying. even. Barry you better, you, is what, 31? Yeah, you better be lucky you can even see 30 when you're in the NFL. That's a blessing. Yes. Right. Yes. And usually, if you are still playing, by the time you hit 30. Front office you, start looking at yeah, you, you a little fight. funny. You really fight. You know, you like you, every real, year. you really got to prove yourself to get that money that they trying to get. Yes, you. yes. So the fact that you could start at 29. He was probably 30. He told him he was I was 29, 29 making 30. I was making 30. In training camp, I was 29. When the season got got into the season, I turned 30. 
that's an accomplishment right there, man. Let's get uh, let's get you the Super Bowl yes. since you are here. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about our picks. I, we would love for you to chime in, okay. uh, Mike. Me, you want to start or you want me to start? No, we're going to let this special guest start. Okay. okay 49ers well, Chiefs. I know you're probably a little biased. I'm not biased. You know why I can't be biased? It's crazy because, yes, I know y'all feel like I'm biased because I played for the Niners, right? Well, they don't go that way because I also train too. So I got the backup quarterback, Nick Mullins, who plays for the 49ers. Oh, wow. And I also trained Tyreek Hill as well. So I can't be biased. So what I did was when they both won, I texted both of them and I told them congratulations, try to bring that ring back. So I got to stay right there on the line because – and then group, it's crazy. Was it, a, was it a group text or was it a copy Nah, it's just like one-on-one. -on -one. I don't do group texts and all that there. But you know what's so so crazy because I can't be biased. You know, Andy Reid gave me my first try in the NFL in 2000. I was actually on a practice uh, – actually went to training camp with the Eagles. So I can't be biased nowhere. So that's why I'm saying I'm just right in the middle, man. I just hope it's a great game, man. And I'm just wish, however it goes, I win. It's a win-win situation for me. So I'm good. We, we appreciate that and everything. But here on the Bush and Me Show, we need a selection. Uh, we I, need a pick. I think it's going to be honestly, you know, just overall. We don't, go, we don't do participation trophies here. Oh, wow. Well, you don't even do trophies because you ain't gave me one. But I'm just going <laughs> to leave it right there, Meat. So I'm just going to be honest, though. Who I think is going to win? So I'm be that way, though. Um, Actually, I think Kansas City because of what all they bring to the table. So um, I think Kansas City is going to win the game. There you go. So Bush, uh, you're yeah. next, big I'm, dog. I'm going to go with the 49ers, man. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Look, mm. I, have a, I have a long list of stuff, but I'm not even going to get into it. Give me a little bit. Why? I like uh, this defensive scheme, man. The defensive scheme, uh, the defensive coordinator, uh, Robert, Salou, so how did I? How do you pronounce? I, I screwed this up earlier. Salay, Salay, whatever. And his defensive scheme is going to be the X factor in this game. You know, how is he going to get after Patrick Mahomes? How is he going to keep him in a box? He has to keep him in a box, like you said earlier. I, I really appreciate the stat, stat man, hashtag stat man. Scrambling quarterbacks have been the kryptonite for the 49ers defense. You said it. Russell with Russell Wilson with the Seattle Seahawks. Like you said, they were an inch away. You know, we could all use an inch. Anyway, Baltimore, the Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson, Lightning Lamar Jackson got after him. Even though Arizona did lose to them twice, Kyler Murray had two good games against them. Who? Calamari. They got Calamari? Fried Calamari? <laughs> what you say? I love Calamari. Calamari I said no Kyler Murray. <laughs> That's okay. But since you said that, I just was going to interrupt you with that. Go ahead. But um, you're talking about Mahomes. The, the thing is that he was a pocket quarterback before he started scrambling. So that's the thing that's going to that's gonna kill everybody because everybody thinks that he runs. And he was not that guy. He started running afterwards because he was a pocket quarterback before he did anything. What he scrambled for is he don't never try to run and scramble to get yards. He really be scrambling to get those other guys that he's talking about, Tyreek and those guys. That's but, what I'm saying. If, if anything, he can stay in the pocket doing throw the ball. He has been lethal in the playoffs, getting yes. outside the pocket. Yes. You have these guys, like you said, you train Tyreek Hill. Yes. All right. Sammy Watkins has been having big play after big play in the last couple games. Travis Kelsey went crazy. True. Uh, one game had three touchdowns. Um, this guy is on fire. He's on fire. And uh, I get it. Yes. But what I'm saying is, Make him beat you from the pocket. Yes, I understand what because you're saying. Because he's been able to not just do it in the air, he's been able to do it on with the, his on feet. On the feet, yes, yes. And Tennessee, that's, that's, yes. 11 seconds left in the second quarter. 
Look at what he did. Yes. The 24, 25-yard run. Game, that was a game changer. That yes, they did. Because you it, let it him did. get seven points. You yes. let him get seven points before the half. And then they yes. got the ball back. Well, boys, we can say something about this. It's kind of changed from when we was playing in nowadays because guess what? If that quarterback would have broke out of the pocket and one hour linebacker would have came up there, oh, he would have put some work on it. Right now, they wouldn't be bumping into him or grabbing him up top. And I understand that they're talking about the injuries and the head shots or whatever. But an old school linebacker, he running, he getting paid for. He gonna get it paid for. He's Straight gonna get up. it done for him. So, um, Mr. Me, tell us what what you're gonna prediction because you know sitting up here, I see that head starting to glisten a little bit. So you must have got something on your mind. Well, you that cue ball glistening, man. <laughs> I like you. I Mike. feel like have you on. I feel like we're on the Mike Lewis show. <laughs> well, you been he you just been, took control. <laughs> you been what I have to say about day. what I have to say about that Bush. And now I'm gonna pass it over to me. <laughs> I'm gonna pass it back to Bush. Hey, hey, I'm hey! Get my opinion. Hey, this what y'all from treating me so bad twice in New Orleans. So wow. I had to come back and get you back. Hey, wow. hey! The hostess is calling me. They need that booster seat back. Some kids just came in. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna need you to get up there. Appreciate it. I love, it. I love Appreciate you. It. I love you. <laughs> All right. So Super Bowl Fifty Four. I like what Bush said about the defense. That D line is brutal. San Francisco hasn't been tested all playoffs. It really hasn't been. Neither game's been close. So in it's your mind, boring to watch. To be honest with you, in your mind, you got to think San Francisco's going to come up for this game, right? But I'm an '80s baby. Oh wow! <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a '70s baby. I'm an '80s baby, and I watched sports growing up all along. And there was always a progression you had to get to, right? The Bulls just didn't win the championship one year. They had to lose to Detroit. They had to lose those years. Yes. And then they finally overcame them. Detroit didn't just win one year. They had to come over Boston and Larry Bird. They had to beat them. And all of a sudden, boom, there's your champion. The Chiefs were here last year. Yeah. The 49ers were 4-12 and last year. The 49ers have 14 guys prior to this year of their 53-man roster with playoff experience. Kansas City been playing like the team that only had 14 guys. They've been starting slow. Kansas City started slow, but they're battle-tested. Not a lot of teams could have came back from 24-0. You text me that. Not a lot of teams could have came back from 17-7 with a run-dominant team that could just run the clock out. Straight up. And I think this is Kansas City's year. I think this is Andy Reid's year. Andy Reid is due. I think he's been here enough to know these are the things I didn't do right the first time. I'm going to change them. I'm not going to order a cheesesteak at halftime. I'm just kidding. Hey, I love are you, you fat shaming I love you. <laughs> what I tell you about that shit, bro? I love you. He fat shamed himself. I'm just, <laughs> just jumping on with him. I didn't start it. I'm just joining it. But I'm going Chiefs. I think, the, I think this is their year. I know a lot of people out there on the Chiefs. I usually like to go the other way of what the public likes. But this is their year, man. Kansas City all the way. Man, I, let's go, Bar- Jimmy G. Let's barbecue, go. barbecue over rice aroni. The San Francisco treat. <laughs> no, man, let's go, Jimmy G. Let's go. You well, want to be like Tom? Point. You want to have one knee yeah. brace? You want to steal his, his his pregame celebration? You got two rings, but you was in the back seat. Now you in the front seat. Jimmy G, let's take it. What you going to do? It's so, his time. I got Chiefs. Mike I got Lou, Chiefs. Mike Lou got Chiefs. Wow, all right. Well, I guess I'll just take the 49ers. Bush has the Niners, but... Bush has done better this year with his picks, so if you guys are following, yeah, you might want to jump Yeah, but might be one of them. He run and fell on that old you think uh, so? pick. Yeah, Defen- think hey, so. defense wins championships. Offense wins games. You're right. Good. Guess what, though? It's going to be it's gonna be a game-winning championship. Okay, no, no, no. Let's bring it back. Okay. Ten years ago, Mike. Yeah. Ten years ago, okay. Mike. Okay, yes, sir. Drew Brees, we had him. Yeah. We had him. We had uh-huh. the running backs. We had the receivers. Y'all did. And we, and, and we played well. 
But who won that game for us? Defense, defense. Exactly. Oh, whoa, whoa, special yeah. teams, baby. Don't forget the special team. Let's get this here started because ambush. guess what? Okay. If you don't do the ambush, special team ain't going to get you where you need to I'm be I'm going to tell you what. That special teams play was the biggest motivating factor for us. It switched everything. Drew Brees had one incomplete pass in the second half. I remember yes. that like it was yesterday. He was on fire. You're right. It's all three phases of the game. Yes. Offense and, and defense gets is. to shine. And I'm going to tell you what. Special teams lost. He lost it to me. Lost the the Houston Texans lost that game to the Chiefs. Yes, and that's the whole. But the Chief and what's so crazy about it? The Chief almost gave it up when they, when Tyreek fumbled the ball on a muff punt uh, and all of that type uh, of stuff. But see, that's the thing. That's why I say that Kansas drop. City, a little bit stronger, is because by them being down like that, they and they then they but they know how to come back. You know what I'm saying? The 49ers hadn't been that way yet. You, you understand? By those many points. You know what that's I'm saying? Real, like, they've been it, down, it, but it. you know what? And like I say, everybody talk about when they, they came to New Orleans and they beat the Saints or whatever. But that was one play, fourth down, that they threw a, 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 a one-yard pass, and not a two-yard pass, but a one-yard pass, and it was just crazy that this guy got all those yards. So it ain't like they blew him out the water or whatever, but this right. Kansas City has came back from being down. I'm talking about, like I say, 17-7. 24 nothing. That's got so That's that's, that's got to that's got to make Kansas City feel good. Yes, like, they have like, to because you they have can't to come back regardless to what they're down from. You know, they 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 can make those moves and they have the weapons to do it. That's why I'm sure. saying it. And the you talk about the the defense on uh, San Francisco, but the defensive back compared to that that track track team that. <laughs> I'm, I ain't gonna lie. I'm, 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 a, I'm a little. I'm a little worried. I'm a little. <laughs> they must I'm have been trained worried. by Mike Lewis. Not all of them. Just, <laughs> the just, team, just, the just Tyreek. That's the only one I smile for because he came through there, and he did some things for me. So you know what? It doesn't matter which way they go, man. I'm, I'm rooting for both of those guys because you know me always trying to throw people under the bus. I'm like, you got to pick do. somebody. That's what he do. I, I, I see what you go through, Bush. I understand what you Save go through. Save some of this. I can walk under the bus because I'm short, so I had to get thrown under there. That's right. You take the joke away from me before you say it. You hit yourself in the face, I don't have to. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I ain't going to get hit in the face because I'm sure. So what about you, buddy? Mike, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you for having me, man. We want to thank Grails for hosting this. It's been beautiful, guys. If you haven't been out here in Wynwood to check this out, the place is amazing. I love it, We man. can't even paint the picture for you with the words. Come out and check it out for yourself. Straight up. Tomorrow, if you're here in Miami, we'll be at Radio Row. Yeah, a couple hours, man. A couple okay, hours from okay. now. Yeah. Come check us out at the convention center. Hey, get used to it, baby, because we're going to be there next year. We're That's gonna what be I'm there talking about. We're going to be everywhere. Bush and me is where you want to be. Yeah, heard, man. All right, Miami, thanks for having <laughs> us, but we ain't done with you. We just started. You heard, man. All right, guys, we got to let karaoke jump on, so we're going to jump off. Uh karaoke <laughs> i don't do karaoke much let me get a couple more drinks i'm gonna rip this bitch up please well, guess what bush is gonna be first one on the karaoke team right now one more time please no one sing baby got back because i know you love to try it but you only know the first two verses let it go oh we got a facebook live question where we <laughs> How many plays you got, Mike? I got one. We had hold on first. First of all, we had uh, a Facebook Live question that came up, and what was it, Bunch Bush? It's not really a question. It's a request that Mike Lewis comes out of retirement. <laughs> How many plays you got left in you, Mike? I mean, I, if I, you had to put the helmet, the shoulder yes. pads, the whole kit and caboodle on. How many plays you got? I got a lot because you know what? I'm gonna tell you why I got a lot, Bush. It has changed from when we played and now, now they, they play because you special no team is so different now. Right. So I can get out there and, I mean, what? You might get one or two kickoff return, uh, yeah. and then punt. 
You know, I mean, I know the game so well, so you know, I can get, I, I can put a whole season in together. I mean, you know, as long as my body don't get beat up too bad. Mickey Loomis, you heard that? Nah, Mickey, I'm good, man. I'm 48. I ain't trying <laughs> to go him, back Mickey, out call there. Call him, Mickey. You can call me, Mickey. I mean, you know, hey, y'all got a little coaching spot. Y'all need a uh, if he starts a making team assisting him right here. If he starts making plays again, I guarantee we'll get a just for men contest <laughs> for this hit of it. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, we got to wrap it up. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, trivia question for who? Tomorrow. We got to wrap it up. Yeah, we got to wrap, wrap it up, guys. It up. We got to get out of here. Thank you guys again for joining us. Thank you, Grails. Thank you, Mike. Thank, Thank you. you to the owners. Bam, we out. We out of this thing. <laughs>